I just had a fabulous listener email me and she said, Sarah, does Nutrafol work for men too? You better believe it. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement for men and women with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Hello, me included. Nutrafol changed my life post-baby and postpartum hair. Amazing. Also, a lot of women going through menopause say that Nutrafol works for them as well. And like I mentioned, it works for the fellas. Take the first step right now to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering my TSFS listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hair care stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code TSFS. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code TSFS. Woohoo! Every day I am getting one step closer to having another healthy baby. And Caraway Home is helping me do that. Their ceramic, naturally slick surface cookware allows you to cook with minimal butter. Uh, they're very easy to clean, just a little warm water, you wipe it down. And the best part is, is that Caraway products are made without any toxic materials like BFASs, BTFEs, and a bunch of other things like I can't even pronounce. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, right now, visit Caraway wayhome.com slash TSFS to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive to my Sarah Fraser Show listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash TSFS or use code TSFS at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. It's time for you to see what all the fuss is about, read about their five-star reviews and why so many TSFS fans buy Caraway Home. Order now. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Yes! Mm hmm. Yeah! Okay. Now, Monday, I brought the energy. Today, are you bringing the energy? Yes, you don't have energy today? No, I have plenty of energy. I've had 18 cups of coffee. Where do you want to start? Yeah, yeah, true, me it's too. It's a podcast, not a cast pod. Every day, she'll make you say, oh my God. She got the scoop. The poop. <laughs> it ain't what you think. It's Sarah and the crew. She thinks we have poop. All right. four sips of wine. Honest to God, I got up this morning, 5.55 a.m., not even on an alarm. I just wake up. And, you know, from years of doing morning radio, because we get up at 3.30 in the morning. And then when you were there at 99.5, I mean, your ass better be on. That was years ago. Like, I, I don't know. I don't understand. Okay, I'm not a morning I person. I did it for, like, six years nonstop. And, you know, if you didn't bring the energy starting at 5.30 in the morning, I mean, my co-host would shut our mics off. So, you know, you just had the energy. You had it. So, like, by, like, 9 o'clock. A.M. Are you like tired? Like the show's over like by that time? No, you know me. 4 p.m. So my schedule oh, has yeah. for years and years was always because even post 99.5 at 107.3, it was always 3.30, 4 a.m. Get up. You do the show till 10. Go home. You have your lunch. You show prep. Then you send all the show prep for the next day. Then you kind of wind down 4 o'clock. Yeah, 4 o'clock. If Sarah's awake at 5 o'clock, I'm like, I know this is pushing it, Sarah. But for tomorrow's show. And you're like already asleep. I don't get a response till three in the morning. And I'm like already asleep. Uh, obviously, I'm asleep at that time. 
Last night in bed, 8.55, 8.55. Mouth guard was... on, PJs on, <laughs> in bed. And I'm like, you're psycho. Uh, it's so true. Um, you guys, we have such a jam-packed show today. We are live on YouTube. It's just Hey Frage. Be sure to subscribe. Share with a friend that has never heard of the podcast. We are super excited about our new YouTube adventure. Um, we're live every Monday, every Wednesday, 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're no longer live on Facebook, okay, y'all? Um, we're going to be putting up videos. We're going to be uh, putting the show on later at a different time. You'll be able to catch it. But for now, if you want to catch us live and live chat, we are always on YouTube. That is where you can find us. Um, so I'm really excited about today because a friend of AJ's who um, she just admires and adores so much, Deborah Alfarome, who is a former journalist. Now she's a confidence coach. She's a TED Talk speaker. And she's just a woman with a really kick-ass story. Like the best. And I think we'll wait until, should we just wait until she comes in for us to like explain the whole thing? Well, give, give people a, a little teaser because she is just this really inspiring background story that yes. you had shared with me. So give us like a little teaser of what that is. From the first moment I met her, she just had this big smile on her face and her face just lit up the whole entire newsroom. And it, like when I was there, I'll get just get into her story because I'll just go into how amazing she is. But uh, she dropped out of high school. She came from a very difficult background and she overcame every single challenge that came her way. And I love stories like this. They're so mm. inspiring. And I feel like when so many people get around her they're just able to hear her story and learn from her and I can't wait to get her I mean oh I know from like dating a guy who was basically a complete drug addict right you know and then she ends up being able to get away from him and thank God survives that situation right then gets into news when she had like no background it's really good it's really inspiring yeah I like to hear people that worked their ass off in the industry and it paid off yeah like a hundredfold and yeah it, incredible I'm dying to get all her confidence tips, like all, you oh, know, yeah. all her things. So it's going to be great. Oh, yeah. Um, we got a jam-packed Joe. Who else we have? Well, Christy Dondero Betway is also, she's a friend of mine, and she also runs the organization Rock Recovery. So she's going to be stopping by this Saturday. Building Bridges, Breaking Bread is an event that they have every single year. I've hosted for the past three years, and their organization raises money for men and women who are battling eating disorders. You guys know that eating disorders, mindful eating, body confidence is really close to my heart. So uh, she's going to just pop in and talk about how you can get involved with Saturday's event if you're around and just, you know, to better articulate what their organization is all about. So we're going to have her pop on. But I did want to talk a few stories um, before we have our guests on because yes. there's so much going on news wise that, you know, I mean, of course, I need you to weigh in on everything. Let me weigh in. Tell me what we got. <laughs> Let me weigh in. <laughs> well, I'm obsessed with the story that of the guy who bought out. Did you see this guy that went viral this week who bought out all the Girl Scout cookies for the troop, like in North Carolina, only to be arrested the next day from the DEA? Oh, it's in South Carolina by the DEA for basically peddling and like uh, selling heroin. Apart from the sugar, apart from the cookies. Like this man. Well, no. I don't know. Why. He's got the munchies. Like, no wonder he's hungry. The poor guy. And he's a good citizen. All right. Well, no. Okay. <laughs> At first, when I saw this story, I was like, oh, my God, he's like a crazy man drug addict that's like trying to get little girls to hop in his van. No. He's really straight up buying these cookies. Good intentions. A sweet story about a man who tried to help out some South Carolina Girl Scouts has now turned ugly. The man who bought 121 boxes of cookies last Friday so two Girl Scouts could get out of the rain was arrested the following day by the DEA. Oh, God. <laughs> Dietrich Lee McGowan, a.k.a. Fat, I love that name, he's very skinny, by the way, was one of 10 people charged in an indictment for importing heroin, coke, fentanyl from Mexico, among other charges. The DEA said that McGowan is the same man who posed for a photo with the Girl Scouts after buying all of the cookies they were selling in front of a grocery store. 
Uh, the picture was posted on Facebook, and the story of McGowan's generosity had been shared more than 5,000 times. It's since been deleted by the Girl Scouts as well as local news outlets. This, you know, I take it down, though. I, I mean, take it down. He's Overall, he's a good Samaritan. Oh, uh, aren't we all living a double life? Aren't we all? <laughs> I mean... I mean, aren't we? I mean, maybe some to more extremes than others, right? But I mean, come on. Who's going home and like not doing something? I feel like this is a story that turned wrong. He was trying to do the good thing. and Oh my God, it's so cute. I know. He looks so cute there. McGowan is charged with conspiracy uh, to possess an intent to distribute cons- controlled substances, conspiracy to import controlled sub- substances, conspiracy to commit bulk cash smuggling of over a million dollars. That seems serious. All right, yikes. So it seems like a lot of counts there. What was that? Like five just right there? <laughs> like five. Okay. <laughs> Well, maybe he's enjoying those Girl Scout cookies before he goes to jail. I always love criminals, too. Like, at some point, you just criminal behavior kind of becomes the norm for you. So you forget, like, regular things in society, like probably well, posing for with picture. pictures that could go viral on the news, like buys out all cookies. Let me ask you this. So if you're the Girl Scouts, if you're the mom of those Girl Scouts that got the $500 buyout and sold all those, you know, samosas. I like, know those moms. Do you keep the cash or do you return it? Like, what do you do? Because, I mean, oh, it's, yeah, it's you keep the cash. Money. You take the drug money? <laughs> you know they have those competitions for Girl Scout cookies? Who can sell the most Girl, Girl Scout cookies? If Why you're not? that soccer mom, she's like, hell yeah, we're keeping the money. My daughter won. Sold all the Girl Scout cookies. I just wonder what you do if you give the money back or not. Uh, absolutely not. It's going to a good cause, right? That's drug money turned good. I know. I I, I just wondered if you would do something or, different. Uh, hell no. I'm keeping the cash. Anyway, well, um, okay, but besides this job, all right, did you ever work at any, like, did you ever work at a Starbucks, any major retail, any major grocery store, Safeway, Giant? Did you, did you do any jobs like that? I worked at a bagel shop. I've had, I've had so many. Oh. Flower shop. Okay, but not like a big chain uh, grocery store. Well, my question to you is there's a new story out that's discussing um, when you work in these environments, like lots of times they play the same repetitive music over and over. Oh, yes, yes. So repetitive music played at a Starbucks or grocery chains, can it negatively impact the service industry workers? Do you think yes or no? Hell yes. I would go crazy. That's like a form of punishment. In You know when like the police are trying to get something out, they'll just replay a horrendous song? I'm trying to think of like all the jobs that I've had in the past. Um, okay, I did work at a bowling center, but I feel like they would play all kinds of different music. Like, you know, because I mean, they like a bowling alley is the best place to see like all the different varieties of America, really. Like one night you'd have redneck night, like one night was hip hop night. Like every night was a different crowd. It was so yeah. good. Walmart is. Oh my God. Have you been to Walmart see? recently? Hell yeah. If you go at like midnight, you see all the creatures come out. Where have, when have you gone to Walmart? Okay. <laughs> What? Upstate New York, where Schmiggy's from, that's like all they do. Like they love to go to Wegmans, Walmart, you know, I mean, they have a lot of wineries up there too, but like Walmart is the place to go. Oh, that used to be the hangout for us too. You yeah, go. Well, Maine, hello. Yeah, now I go sometimes. They have the super Walmart that's got the grocery store <laughs> plus everything. It's like a fucking mile you could wide. Live, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a mile long. I'm like, that's a place that would play the same soundtrack over and over again. I know. It's such a mess. And literally in the winter, because it's so bad in Maine, you'll have the power walkers in there. They just go from like angle <laughs> to angle. I'm like, what the fuck, mom? Like, no other people place to. are in here power walking in camo. Oh, yeah. You'll see some camo Walmart, too. It's amazing. I mean, but it is great because, you know, you forget, like, when you live here where we do in this, like, elite city, like, you go oh, yeah. in to buy something and, like, a chicken breast is $11 and you go there and it's 99 cents. And I'm always like, fuck, <laughs> are you kidding? They sell chicken breasts outside in America for 99 cents? Oh, you're going, are you shopping at Whole Foods or Walmart? Whole Foods. Whole, hell yeah, you're shopping at Whole Foods. Well, I know Schmano loves to go to Whole Foods every day. That's, that's You know that's the reality that is going to hit us when we have a fucking kid? The reality. Because Schman goes to Whole Foods multiple times a week. Multiple times a week. He makes his green, sp- his green spoon. 
smoothie has to be $25. He loads it with kale, with cucumbers. That green Protein smoothie alone. Mix. Oh, it's $25. Oh, it's a $25. Half an have avocado. A of course we have a juicer. Are hey, you guys kidding? got all the kitchen utensils you could oh. ever want. He just bought the uh, garlic grinder. The little You put the garlic thing and you squeeze, you squeeze, it chops it for you. That just sounds like bad farts. That literally, does, garlic chopper farts. We just had to have vegan shepherd's pie last oh, night. Oh, yum, Sarah. Mm. <laughs> With all like, the lentils. I love hearing your vegan recipes because I'm like, wow, that sounds so good. I'm lying. Well, it'll be interesting because we have a big date night this Friday night. You, myself, Liz. Oh, yes. And, and Shimano's the only man? Shimano is the only guy, the only guy. coming, I think. Why isn't Liz's husband coming? Liz's husband might be coming. By the way, Liz is our director of sales and marketing. I think like on Monday when I was talking about her, I was like, oh, you know, she's our representative of sales and marketing. I think I completely mutilated her title. Then she called you and was like, yeah, fix that bit. (laughs) (laughs) That's not my position. (laughs) I was like, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Director. Anyway. Um, Okay. (laughs) Just, we have so many people helping out today. It's so funny. <laughs> busy, There's a lot of people. Right, it's a lot of people in the studio, and then the doors are open, and like, like it's just like air is flowing just, in. <laughs> it's just people coming in and out. <laughs> All right, I got off track, but apparently, uh, a new study says that people at Starbucks are highly annoyed and believe that playing uh, soundtracks on repeat, like Hamilton, are damaging to their mental health. Wait, Starbucks? How can you even hear anything in that place? That's I guess a good people. Question. I guess if you work there, you you hear it behind the counter, right? I don't know. See, I've never worked at a Starbucks, but I, I wonder if I don't know if she can pop in studio. Uh, but Christina, who's one of our interns, she's our graphic designer. Could she come in? She works at a hair salon. Oh, yes, and I think they have very they have soundtracks all the time. Uh, by the way, um, now this was done by a CBC Radio One program. They followed a number of uh, different workers at different um, places, from grocery stores to retail, um, and they said one of the biggest complaints of employees is how hard harmful it is to have the same soundtrack over and over that it's debilitating um i could see that for sure and the research is still being done okay christina hop on this mic you work at a hair salon where wait say that one more time yeah ellicott city maryland and do they play like a soundtrack there every day like over and over so we can control the music but when i first started working there they played the same um, playlist on Spotify or whatever oh, yeah. every single day. I was hearing like these same songs. And at first I'm like, oh, wait, I really like these songs. Like I've never heard them. And at the end I was like, after a month, you're like, guys, oh my God, we got to switch this up. I can't take it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So get- do, you th- do you think it's actually damaging to your mental health? I think so. Because if you already don't really enjoy going to the place that you work, like I enjoy working there, but if you don't enjoy the place that you work and then on top of that, you're like, wow, and then I'm going to have to like listen to the same shitty music all day long. Like that's kind of, yeah, it's, I don't a, know, it's unmotivating, brutal. I would say. Is well, the reasoning that they just want um, clean music, so they just choose a p- playlist yeah. that they already know is safe? Yeah, oh, they yeah. can't play anything. Okay. Like, yeah, oh you can't God. play any Snoop Dogg. You can't play anything <laughs> real. <laughs> And then Christmas. Oh, my God. Christmas. I would want to kill myself. Yeah. Fuck that noise. It was even worse because it wasn't just like the old school classics that I kind of like enjoy because they are like, I don't know. They remind me of like when I was a kid and stuff. Yeah. We were playing like the modern pop Christmas music and some of the songs were just so cheesy. Wasn't for you. Wasn't for now. And there's only so many of those. And we listened to them on repeat for like a month and a half. It was awful. (laughs) Apparently, it's really debilitating, according to a neuroscientist. And they recommend um, if someone is in control of your sonic environment, that you should try to have communication between your bosses and coworkers to liven up the music monotony. Mm -hmm. Good luck with that. I mean, what are the fucking choices? Like, I mean, Sarah, I'm tired of our theme song, so (laughs) 
lighten up the monotony. Switch it up. All right. Switch it up. No problem. Let's go more X rated. I mean, that's where we're headed. <laughs> Oh Thank God. you, Christina. We You're love welcome. you. You're amazing. Um, all right. A couple more stories before we get Christy on here. So I'm obsessed with, I don't know how I missed this on the internet, but it could be my new favorite thing. Have you seen this automatic sex machine that is like going viral? This looks so awesome. Oh God, Sarah. Have you seen this? It's called For Lazy Lovers, and it looks like a giant strap-on <laughs> that basically pushes your genitals together really quickly at different speed settings. So, like, you can lay side-by-side and have sex. Like, this is for people in relationships 10 years or more. Okay, so we're just, like, we're donezo. We're, like, there's no steam left in the relationship, but, like, None. we still need to get off. This sounds amazing Strap me up. Me. I'm the laziest fucking lay. Like, <laughs> I would love this so much. You, know, you say this all the time, but you always talk about how horny you are. So, I'm like, how can you be horny and a lazy lay? I, I just can't. it doesn't add up. Well, because you can still be horny on your side. Like, I mean, I, <laughs> I do all the I'm honestly trying to think the last time, like, I I can't even think the last time, like, I got on the bed, off the bed, moved around. Like, I've got, like, two, we always are like, hey, you want to have tired sex, babe? Wait, you guys have a name for it? Okay, yeah. that's the end of it. When you start, <laughs> when you start identifying that it's lazy sex, it's over. You're like, you, wait, you, okay, what happens when you guys have an exciting night of sex? Like, well, we usually only, Schman and I only usually do that when we're like away somewhere. So we don't have our regular bed routine. Like, like if we're not in our regular bed, then it's exciting because you, you're like, you've got to like stand up somewhere different or you've got to like, or, you know, you're we're sleeping on different sides of the bed, you know, gets really, it gets hot. It gets really interesting. Real hot with your yeah. mouth guards. <laughs> I'm going to try to pull this video up because I'm dying to know what. <laughs> oh my God. We have to play this. On our YouTube page, right, so there's strap I cannot wait. For sex anymore. With is this real? Settings, you and your partner be warned. This could be an angle in each thrust. And with the jackhammer settings, no matter oh my god, no! Oh my god, no! You can still take your lover to the limits. There, I feel personally saying. Just strap on the included neck brace to avoid unwanted. <laughs> yes. Analysis. The steel hydraulic oil delivery system oh provides each joint with what is consistent pumping up. Any overflow oil is then the, delivered to the Sarah, this is a joke. Heat rash. I know. I don't the think it's real. The entire system is powered with clean coal You really had me believing this is a thing. So what is this? This is as seen on TV shopping. Like, <laughs> I'm disgusted. It, it was shared with me. You know, listeners share with me the best stories. You know who's sharing? The creepers that slide into your DMs like, let me see your toes. This is who's sending you this shit. And you know what? They're getting satisfaction out of watching this. Look at that. The person. Oh, it's machine washable. You can put it in the dishwasher. <laughs> see, I think it's brilliant. Disgusting. I wish things like that existed in real life. Have you like, shown I this to Shmano? Yeah. Tell I him this is what you dream of doing on your wedding night. I, I was like. You're going to break his heart. What? Are you kidding? He's exhausted, too. This is like, he was totally down. Hashtag soccer never sleeps. Shimano gets home so tired from kicking around balls all day. He's like, the last thing I want to do is stick my balls in you. <laughs> yes, like, is that what? Exactly. How can he be so tired from soccer? It's a long day. It's a lot going on out there in the field. Long... <laughs> like he's out there in battle. It's a long day in the field. It's a tough one out there on those soccer <laughs> fields. I can't wait to badger him this Friday night when we go on a date night. It's He's just like three women, one guy, you know, three girls, one Dan. Like, Shmano handle? Uh, oh, I mean, I'm sure. Like, <laughs> Shmano will be in heaven. I mean, it, it will be his joy, I'm sure. He's definitely going to get one of those craft beers. Of course, please. And then what's he going to order? We're going to a barbecue joint. He's just going to be able to get the beans. I was curious about that. I was going to ask you, like, what are the vegan options there? Like, steamed cauliflower? They have kale. They have a kale option. Oh, thank God. 
Just kale? What <laughs> I'm going to rip his new asshole. I'm going to be like, bitch, you better be ordering the ribs because we ain't going to be sitting here with a vegan in a barbecue place. What's the owner going to say? Um, I think they're well, they're, they're kind of aware that he's like a vegan. I don't. I think now every restaurant, even barbecue joints in the DMV. Are trying to accommodate. Yeah, have a vegan option. Vegans. We'll have to ask this when we get Deborah on. But now apparently the trend is for anti-vaxxers. Are your fa- is your family anti-vax? Is your mom huge? An- oh my god, you know my mom. Like, is your mom an anti-vaxxer? Are you vaccinated? The you moment could be like- somebody says they took a flu shot, I like close my ears because I know my mom is like holding back tears. She's like, "Why would you get the flu shot?" So your mom thinks what is happening when people get the flu shot? She thinks the flu shot actually inseminates the flu into you, and then you just spread the flu. You know, she's like one of those huge like. <laughs> What do you call? I don't even know how to describe her. She's just like against the flu shot. She's she an anti-vaxxer. She, she's an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> she does not want to get her dogs fixed. She believes in free range. What? But why wouldn't you spade and neuter your animals? I don't know. I don't know. My mom just thinks that it um, it cuts down their libido. Like it's not healthy for them. It's like just chopping off a man's livelihood. I don't know. She's against it. Okay, well, I guess this story is about your mom because this is apparently a rise in anti-vaxxers not getting their animals vaccinated. Yeah, well, we okay, we get the deworm, we get the normal ones that are required, but they now came out with the flu shot for dogs, and my mom really was like, you better not give my dog that. Yeah, and I think they did anyways, and she was livid. No kidding. She had some word for the vet. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to leave the room. Mom, you handle this one. I was like, I don't want to be here for this. They should have interviewed her for this. Apparently, the trend for not vaccinating your pets is now more prevalent in hipstery areas such as Brooklyn. Um, There is no evidence to confirm a casual link between vaccinations and these dog owners who believe that their animals could be susceptible to to getting autism. What? Oh, God. If my mom was here right now, she'd be like, I knew it. That is insane. More and more dog owners are wondering and questioning if vaccines lead to autism in your pet. Can an animal even be autistic? What? Don't know how we would be able to detect that at all. <laughs> uh, veterinarians that were interviewed for the article say it's a worrying trend, particularly when you consider how vulnerable dogs and cats are to disease since they're out in mud, grass, digging things up. Um, they can It can leave them vulnerable to harmful conditions if you don't vaccinate. That is bananas. I mean, I love your mom, though. She's hysterical. Oh, yeah. I just, she's like the most she's an extremist. It's like one side or the other. It's like vaccinate or don't vaccinate. Do not vaccinate. That's her take on it. What? That's crazy. Um, yeah, well, I'd ask Deborah because she loves we'll her little her. man Murray. All right, let's get Christy in here. Christy Dondero Betway, we love. She runs Rock Recovery, which is an amazing organization. They sponsored the Mindful Eating event, by the way. Um, yes. Shane is on our YouTube live stream. He says, three girls, one guy sounds awesome. Penny is on AJM in love with your shirt. Is that a Hey Frazier original? We wish. Sheen.com. I bought one for Sarah and me as well. You can get it on Sheen.com. Um, Advantage Financial. We have to shout them out too. We're going to be talking about them. Hi, Christy. Hey, my love. How you doing, Sarah? So good. I know. So good to see you. Um, thank you so much for being a part of our Mindful Eating Seminar on Sunday. Rock Recovery was awesome, and we had the most amazing group. So I'm so glad. The start of something terrific. Great. 
Um, we were talking about, we introduced Rock Recovery. We have many times over the years. But you guys have an awesome event coming up. I get to host this Saturday. Tell us a little bit about the organization and how people, are there still tickets available? There for- are a few tickets available. So don't let FOMO drag you down. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it can still happen. Tell me a little about Rock Recovery. I love your mission. Sure. So Rock Recovery is a D.C.-based nonprofit that helps people overcome disordered eating. And as you guys all know, it's really rampant in our society. And a lot of people struggle with food and body image. And it just sucks the joy and the fun out of their life. So we help people with treatment programs that are affordable and then educational and prevention programs. And it is actually National Eating Disorder Awareness Week this week. And the theme is Come As You Are, which is such a great invitation to us in this world where we're told to basically change ourselves, look a different way. You can't be thin enough. You can't be this kind oh, yeah, of hair enough, right? right? Everything. Everything. Right. You're never enough. And then when you spend all the money to become one thing, then it changes and that's not enough. So it's just a fruitless process. So we really help people kind of accept their true authentic selves and come as they are. And so this Saturday is our 10th anniversary benefit dinner. So amazing. We've been doing this work for 10 years and they haven't fired me yet or anything <laughs> else. They, <laughs> they Which might not happen. Right? It's job security. We're, we're going to be here for a while. So we have our big anniversary benefit dinner on Saturday from 7 to 10 at City Winery in Northeast D.C. Sarah will be our lovely MC per usual. I think this is what, is this my third year? Is it third or fourth? Yes, I don't third. know. Yeah. It's third, yeah. It's such a great event. To come. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's I love great. you guys. You do amazing work. And we heard it. You know, the mindfully, the story is just of... You know, it was mostly women. We had one, like, brave guy in the mm-hmm. class. But just the stories of, like, all the different eating disorders and distorted eating that, that women have gone through. It's just, it's so difficult. So Definitely. your work is really important. Thank you. Yeah, we love it. We're so grateful for your support. This is great. Cool. So people can find out more on your website. Yep, rockrecoveryed.org. And the yep. information's all there on the webpage. Where can people follow you on social? On Facebook, it's Rock Recovery ED, And on Twitter and Instagram, it's Rock Recovery. Now, what's your deal? Do you have a pet? That's our deal. A pet? Yeah. Do you have a pet? Do you vaccinate your animal? <laughs> We've covered a wide range of topics today. This is like a lot of weight loss, guys. Yeah, I, I know. know. It's, it's amazing. I don't have a pet. Um, I am vaccinated. But if I had a pet, I don't know what I would do. You know? It's a tough call. It's a tough call. I mean, I'd probably vaccinate them. But, you know, there's so many, there's so much out there. And working with disordered eating, there's so many things that I feel like are fear mongering. And I sometimes right. wonder if this is one more thing where we're just being forced to be afraid of something we shouldn't be afraid of. I know. I know. Yeah, it really is. There it's is a tricky. lot of fear mongering out, isn't there? There is. There really is. So yeah. I never had a dog and my parents never took me to Disney World, so I wasn't really neglected as a child. I like to remind <laughs> my mother. I'm like, this is, you know, we've been to Disney World either. Well, I, oh, well we can have a support. I didn't know that. Yes. I really am sad about that. <laughs> me too. I know. Yeah. I see all the posts now and I kind of I have FOMO. Yeah. Like I never went as a go. kid either. <laughs> We've never right. gone. Like, right. what, what's wrong with this? Yeah. It's amazing. Right. We ended, I ended up taking my niece a couple years ago, and it was so cool to see. Uh, yeah. It's even worse. Wait till you have a kid and you bring your child, and then you're like, Mom, thanks a lot. Like, right. you guys <laughs> it, was it drove you down here. Was it great? Be all, uh, oh, my God. I can't even tell you. Have you guys been as adults? Have you been no. oh. ever to Disney World? Now I'm too bitter. <gasps> yeah. What? Oh, <laughs> my God. Revolting against Disney World. Yeah. I will not go. We'll show oh. them. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. the most amazing place on earth. It really is. Like, wow. it, Okay, thanks. You're really. <laughs> no, I'm going to rub it in. <laughs> thanks a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you got to go. Our parents did us a disservice. It was I know. Bad. All right. Redemption tour. We can go together. Rockrecoveryed.org. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to see you guys this weekend. I will be there. City, City Winery. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of course, proceeds. If you buy a ticket, go to your amazing organization. You guys have uh, support groups. Some that are free, right? Some mm-hmm. that are, you know, for members. Yep. So we just actually moved into our first ever space of our own. No more church basements for us. We're going to have our own legit <laughs> space, which are great. But um, so 
right, we're across the bridge in Roslyn, and we'll be offering a lot more groups with meals, therapy, things for body image, yoga. We're just really trying to help people do the whole range of things they need to get better and love their bodies. Love it. Please support Rock Recovery. If you, can, if you can't come Saturday night, you can always make a donation on their website. It's rockrecoveryed.org. One more time. I'll see you on Saturday. Thank you for stopping by. Can't wait. Thanks you for having me. got the whole eclectic version of the show today, as you know. <laughs> I'm really honored. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we covered the whole thing. All right. We love you. We'll see you on Saturday. Love you. Thank you. Um, I want to just thank a couple of our sponsors, and then we'll get Deborah on, because we have a lot to talk about with Deborah. Um Dr. Mary from Total Dental Care in Maryland is amazing. I can't even tell you how good my teeth are. I wish I could get a close-up of my gums. They've improved so much since I've been wearing my night guard. Should we, should we revisit the What's in Sarah's Mouth video? We've got it. Well, of course. We'll do when I get my cavities filled because I have three I have three cavities and periodontal right. disease. I never see you eat candy. Well, cavities can come in many different. It's not just eating candy. I think it's from my teeth grinding is what they kind of think. Like it loosens the cavity. Yeah. But now I've got my great mouth guard. Yes. I've got my dentist. You know, I've got my prescription um, toothpaste that I use at night. So it's amazing. All prescribed by Dr. Mary. All Dr. Mary. Luis is going there, too. He's having his first dental appointment. And they never shame you, by the way. So Luis hasn't been to the dentist. Look, I'm disclosing everything about poor Luis. (laughs) Yeah. She's amazing. So Total Dental Care is a one-stop shop for all your dental needs, general dentistry, periodontics, oral surgery, uh, pediatric dentistry, sedation, and much more. They truly care about providing comprehensive quality care for the entire fam, which is what inspired them to create a facility that can treat every member of the family at every age. They are offering a special $99 for new patients, which includes a cleaning for non-perio patients with bite wings, x-rays, and exam. If you're tired uh, of dealing with a dentist that pushes you in, pushes you out, totaldentalcaremd.com in Germantown, Maryland. Tell them Hayfrage sent you. Um, that's the best way you can support this podcast is by supporting the awesome people who sponsor us. So definitely check out Dr. Mary. We also have to thank Advantage Financial Credit Union. I have major news. I'll, I'll actually reveal that next week. Because oh, I feel like we have like like major announcements about the show, like involving you, oh, yes, yes. involving the business. But I, I, I'll just say Advantage Financial has been unbelievable. Um, um, they are DC-based, so for DC-based residents, they're right over at Gallaudet Metro Stop in Northeast DC, um, and they are all about no fees. They give you money, fifty dollars, when you sign up for a new account because they believe that they should, you shouldn't be giving all your fees and money away to them. They're a credit union too, which credit union versus bank. A bank is for profit. Credit union is about the people that started it and giving back. That's why they can offer lower interest rates, no fees, and so much more. They also have an awesome event coming up too. If you're tired of renting your apartment and if you need a great tax break, you do want a place to call and you want a place to call home with amenities and without the hassle. Advantage Financial Federal Credit Union is hosting a free homebuyers workshop on Saturday, March 9th at 1200 First Street Northeast. Anyone is welcome to attend, whether you're ready to buy today or in five years, come learn how to buy a home. You can register for the workshop workshop on Eventbrite. And as I mentioned, it's totes free. There will be free mimosas, a fabulous brunch, and fun goodie bags. They are a lot of fun there. We've been over. They're They're so much fun. I also heard mimosas, so... (laughs) 
uh, parking is there. limited. Uh, they encourage you to take the Red Line Metro, as I mentioned. Noma Gallaudet U is the station, um, and you can just walk. It's like literally a block away. You can see it. Um, you can also hit up their page, and that's the Hey Frish page. Go to advfcu.org slash pod, okay? That's the page that you can go to. It's actually slash podcast, advfcu.org slash podcast. That's where you'll get more information about their free homebuyer seminar that is coming up. You can also sign up for a bank account. Again, this is for D.C. residents, so be sure to check your availability. All right, let's get Deborah Alfarone in studio, uh, former reporter, journalist at WUSA 9 here in D.C. She's now a confidence coach. I'm very curious about that. Also a high school dropout who became a TED Talk speaker. So talk about an inspirational woman. Overcame everything. And she's here today with her dog, Murray. Yes! Marie, come on Marie. in! Marie! Oh my god! guy is a rescue pup. He's incredible. Deborah, get like right on that microphone, girl. We have so much to talk to you about. Okay, I'm right here. Murray is right here. We are so pumped to be here. Okay, what do do you think about our confidence levels, AJ and myself? What do you think? Do we have enough confidence or are we lacking? You ladies have balls like nobody (laughs) other. Okay? You got, your ball level is up here. Our lady nuts are like really hanging out. Yeah, hairy lady nuts that are long schlongs. Well, I I wasn't going there exactly, AJ, but okay, you took it there. Which is what I expect her to do. Because again, you guys got balls. Oh my God. Love you both. Well, we love you. I love you too. I think a lot of women and men that listen to this show are going to take away some great things because. Yay. When did you do this TED Talk that really, you know, got a lot of attention for you, thousands of views? When when was that? So it was 2015. Okay. And you know what? I came here to D.C. to, to work at WUSA 9, and I moved from New York. I'm a New Yorker. Long Island? No. Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, Long yeah, Island. Yeah, Long Island. Right. And so I got here, and I kind of had some extra time because I didn't know people. And I was getting used to being here. It's a different place, right? Um, and I kind of did some soul searching and realized that if you have a story, it is incumbent upon you to tell it. Because if you don't tell your story, you're not helping other people. Like, I can go tell mm. other people's stories, and I was doing that and doing great at that. But if you don't tell your story and you have a really important one that could help people, you just you just sleeping on the job. So is that the okay? Because it's that's interesting to me because I feel like in TV now, as TV has sort of evolved, now most stations expect anchors to give their opinions, you know, to like really kind of share who they mm-hmm. are, which really wasn't the case necessarily. I'm going to say six years ago, eight years ago, right? Um. So when you started. Were you nervous about like any backlash you were going to get at work or what people were going to say by really sharing who, you know, your your true story, like your true background, which we'll talk about? Yeah, no, actually, I never thought twice about it. Really? Yeah, I never thought twice about it. And I had really great managers who were just like, yeah, you got to tell your story. And honestly, my best friend there was Bruce Johnson, who is a legend in news yes. in D.C. And Bruce, it's so funny. When I told Bruce my story and when he watched the the TEDx talk, he was like, good. I do a good Bruce impression, by the way. He's like, good. Now I know you're interesting. You know, like he's he's like, you got to have go through, go through some crap to get to the other side. You got to have some crap in your life. So agreed. What's what's really I loved about the TED talk and and just watching you over the years is you, you know, on camera, you look right. If I was like making just a flash judgment about you, you look like a wealthy, you know, woman from Long Island, blonde (laughs) hair, you know, beautiful, gorgeous, white teeth all put together. But you're you're. Childhood was like the opposite of that. 
It's actually one of the reasons why I tell what I tell, because I think people do make a snap judgment on you when they look at you. And hey, yeah, like I, I like to try and look nice and put on the makeup and you know do the hair and everything. But people don't know. And when they look at you and they judge you by your cover, they don't know that I was a high school dropout, that I had a really tough childhood. Um, I ran away from home umpteen times. I put myself in danger many times. And I really shouldn't be here. Like, if I have a movie about my life one day, and ho- let's all hope that we do, right? Um, it, it should be titled, I Shouldn't Be Here. Because there's no reason with my background that I should have made it to be a TV anchor in the nation's capital. So you talk about a turning point was your parents getting divorced. And when your parents got divorced, your mom became a single mother. You lived with her. And, of course, you know, she had all kinds of stuff going on with herself. So wasn't really able to check in with you. You know, so that's why you were out late. You were kind of you basically say you were doing whatever you wanted. Whatever the heck I wanted. And and I think, you know, kids, 13, come on, 12 years old, this is the kind of, this is the time when it's so important to have mentors, right. people who are going to help you along your way. And I was just lost. And, you know, if you're 13 and you're going to raise yourself, well, you're going to learn a lot. And it ain't yeah. all good. So I made a lot of mistakes. I ended up dropping out of high school. And, you know, for a while there, I had labels, so to speak, that I didn't ever think would change. I didn't know anyone who did what I did. I didn't know lots of successful people. Hell, I didn't know anybody that was successful. So, you know, the fact that I can do it, that's why I tell my story. And it it led to not just a TEDx talk, but I would go into um, organizations where people were formerly incarcerated. And I'd walk in there to, you know, a home in Southeast. And I would talk to, you know, like 20 gentlemen who had been in jail. And, you know, I'm a white woman standing there. They're black men. And they're looking at me. And like within 10 minutes, we are just having a great talk. And we are friends. And that might not happen if I don't tell my story. And I don't connect to people because I know what pain is. If you don't know what pain is, you haven't been through some stuff. Right. I'm not saying everyone's pain is the same, but if you haven't been through some stuff, ugh, you're pretty boring. You, I, I thought this was interesting, too, because, again, when you see you, you never picture you in this life, but you talk about a boyfriend that had a big impact on your youth. Um, he, at the time, was always sort of driving around, trying to score drugs, was either like addicted to cocaine, he and his friends were, and oftentimes you were with them. When, yeah. when you were dating him and in that, and again, you're young, you're like, what, 17 at I was this 17, time? 17, yeah. Was there a moment, whether you guys were driving to Queens or Brooklyn, where you were like, holy shit, this could have really turned out totally differently for me? I think later on, I realized, like, as a 17-year-old girl, a 17, I do stories about kids being sex trafficked. I mean, I do lots of women's right. issue stories. So. You know, I think back to being 17 years old, being in a car, driving to Spanish Harlem, stopping and buying drugs from a drug dealer. I know what happens. I'm no dummy. I was a reporter. Like, I reported in New York. I reported in D.C. I've reported on the worst things that have happened. And it is just by the grace of God that I'm here. Like, I do know that something bad could happen. But then I didn't realize I just was young and dumb. I mean, you know... Yeah, because we all kind of experienced that, but you experienced it in an entirely different way. How long were you two together? Gosh, so long ago, I forget now. Maybe like a (laughs) year or something, but yeah, yeah. And then, because you talk about now, he's no longer alive. Like in your TED Talk, you talked about how, you know. I have several boyfriends who are no longer alive. And it's funny because I don't talk about this that much because it's a long time ago. It's shaped who I am. But it's interesting. It's it's interesting to talk about it now. Now that I'm thinking about it, you know. Yeah, they're not here anymore, and and I am, and and wow. and that's why I have to tell my story. And, you know, service is the rent we pay for being on this earth, and so you have to 
make someone else's day a better day. You have to lift other people up, and that's why I do that. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing now. I have to help people have their voice and be powerful. So when did you, okay, you're dating this guy, you know, you're in these situations where things could go left at any time. You drop out of high school. When, what was the turning point? Like, what was the moment? Because that's always interesting to me. Like, some people never have that moment. Like, some some people, even, like, as we can observe everything that's going on wrong with their lives and how they could turn it around. But a lot of people get in that, mind space and believe like you know the world has wronged me I can't you know it's this happened to me someone did this to me it's all about how everybody else has held them down yeah and and so I probably felt like that at a time too and what happened to me is there were people who I call label whisperers because they kind of whisper to you like you could do this you could be this and that's why it's so important for me to do that for other people and believe me I'm in touch with people that I've done stories on um, a young girl who was a heroin addict um, I still we're still friends on Facebook and I talk to her and you know I know that it's a, a, a battle for her but I want to be that person for her but wow. for me it was like a random person being like, hey, you could really do this. Um, a boss saying, you could do this. A friend, a teacher. You know, I ended up going, putting myself through college. And, I love that, you know, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really proud of that. You know, I, I would be as well. Yeah. That's incredible. AJ, I love you. <laughs> I steal AJ. <laughs> I know, she comes with love, me. I know. We love it. She comes with me. And by the way, my outfit is from the same place yours is. Sheen.com, guys. I know. I call it Shine. Is it Sheen? I don't know. I made it up myself. They don't know. Nobody ever says oh, it, it, right? It's right? It's like Shine? BB Baby. Right, what right. What the heck is that? What? But I'm sorry. We digress. We digress. I'm sorry. We have fashion. Sorry. 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 But it, no, sorry, you sorry. put yourself, you, you end up getting your GED. You yeah. put yourself through college. You graduate. And is that like, did someone tell you in college? How did you get the idea to then go into television? I call him the Nozempic Ben on Ozempic doctor. I'm talking about Dr. Applin and his wife who founded My Optimal Body. I am so happy about this. These are the first mindful eating-based doctors I have ever partnered with. They see patients nationwide, and they are seeing more patients who have been on Ozempic, and Ozempic has failed for them. What makes My Optimal Body so unique, and why am I endorsing them? It's because Dr. Applin actually looks at food additives, your, your addiction to food, your mental health. They do a whole look at you, including your gut health. Many of Dr. Applin's patients are working out, restricting their diets, and still gaining weight. Why is that? Because something's going on in your body and with your mind. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Be sure to tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. Again, that's MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. How about getting up to five hours of your life back when you sign up for Hungry Root meal prep and delivery service? I'm obsessed. I have ta- I've tried a lot of meal prep boxes. This is one of my favorites. In fact, I actually emailed the client to see if I can get like a year's supply. <laughs> They're like, Sarah, use your own damn code. Anyway, right now, I want you to go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS because you are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. The average Hungry Root customer saves five hours a week. Ah, that was us. On top of that, um, you can pick from vegetarian, keto, meat, anything that you like. Right now, Hungry Root is offering TSFS listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. As I mentioned, just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS to get 40% off your first delivery and get those free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Also, don't forget to use my link so Hungry Root knows who sent you.
yeah. Tomorrow, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tomorrow, only on Disney+. Plus. Well, I always was the person who loved to tell stories, and, you know, I'd go somewhere and go, oh my God, you got to hear about this. Oh my God, Sheen Shine, you got to go there to that website. So I was always telling <laughs> yeah. stories. I didn't know that you could do it for a living, because I never knew that people did this for a living. I thought you worked in a store growing up. That's what my life was like. But... I started to get ideas that maybe I could do this. And honestly, it was 9-11 that made me change my career. Wow. Um, and that's something that I talk about in my TEDx talk. You know, oh, look at Murray hanging out over there. So cute. Um, <laughs> sorry, I know. I go from 9-11 to Murray to fashion to okay. But it was 9-11. <laughs> and, you know, I think that that changed a lot of people's lives. And I was working on Wall Street. Like, I had an okay life. Like, let me tell you. I was living in New York City. I was doing okay. I had a great life, great friends, going out. But I wasn't doing what filled my soul. And you know what mm. it's like. Oh, yeah. I mean, you do what oh, fills yeah. your soul. I know that the two of you have so much fun here. I yeah. can see it. I can hear it. And when you do something that fills your soul, it lights you up. And it also gives permission to other people yep. to do what they want to do. And so I just, you know, started from the bottom. Now I'm here. Wow. I love that she worked as a, it was like a news assistant carrying the tripods. I love oh, to hear the yeah. backstory because I'm like, I think I'm the only one that does that. Like waking up at three in the morning, doing the, you know, so I love to hear that. $10.50 an hour I was paid as a news assistant at New York One. I wonder if they're getting paid more now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I was thrilled. I'd work one day a week. You know, like I, I actually, this is, this is great. I was on unemployment then because I had left my job on Wall Street. Uh, they gave people buyouts. And so I was on unemployment, which was wonderful. I got to be able to then, um, you know, pursue my dream. But so I get this job at New York One. I am a camera assistant. Like I'm taking a camera places. I'm getting Vosots and packages and, you know, I won't even explain that. But anyway, I'm getting video. <laughs> and then um, I realized that if I worked a full week at New York One, I would make $5 less than sitting at home getting unemployment. That's how wow. little we got paid at that time. And I lived in New York City and I was still thrilled to do it. That's thrilled. amazing. It's even yeah. more amazing. Now they pay even less in the TV business. I mean, if you, if you, <laughs> I think you have to pay them. them. Yeah, yeah, right now right. you have to pay like, them. Please accept me. Here's $5. Can I come here? <laughs> yeah, so true. Can I pay for this internship? True. Um, no, okay, wait. I, I want to talk <laughs> USA 9 and then and then departing from USA 9 because I'm always fascinated too. The, the media business is changing so much. You know, as someone, I, I could have stayed years at 99.5 and in the radio business, but talk about not soul fulfilling. You know, it was time to, yeah, to I leave. Yeah, I understand. Um, but wait, you know what I find interesting is, did you ever? Now you're a confidence coach, but sometimes in the media business, you know, you work with a lot of men and women who come from great wealth, great, you know, uh, background, a lot of connections. Did you ever feel intimidated? You know, um, yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to lie and say I didn't feel intimidated by people. And then, you know, that's a mind. Can I curse here? Yes. Oh my God, are you kidding? Yeah, <laughs> I was saying. I think we were just pulling like a sex machine. Yeah, thing I, I kind of like, heard that. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, uh, Murray, put my Murray hands over Murray's ear. ears, you know. Yeah. Like, but, the lazy um, lover. We're like obsessed with that. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I, need to, I need to hear more about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's another day. Yeah. So it's a mind fuck. Like being in TV is a mind fuck because what happens is you think that somebody else has something that you have, but guess what? That person goes home and they're looking at you going, oh, I wish I had what she has. Right. And uh. that actually, it's a microcosm of the world, but it's on steroids. 
Yes. Because, because really, how we feel about ourselves is the number one way that we can have confidence and go out there and get things in life, like get it done. Yeah. And, and I tell this to all my clients because they want to know, like, and I, I teach journalists, I teach business owners, all sorts of people from all over the country. And what happens is they want, how do I, get, how am I better on camera? Well, how do you feel about yourself? Not so good. Okay, well, I can tell by the way you're talking right now. Like you, you can right. really, it's how you feel is how you talk. And yeah. yeah, so there was definitely times, yes, to answer your question, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it is I, a mind fuck. It's my fuck. Yeah. And people always do look at TV. They look at media personalities like your job is amazing. And you're like, yeah. meeting like Snoop Dogg is like one snippet. Literally, that's two minutes of like the rest of it is like, you know. A whole bunch of other behind shit that's going on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Getting lost, being in traffic, not eating, Ugh. eating out of a gas station, peeing on the side of the road. Let's yeah. be real. Yeah. Freezing your ass. Freezing off. your ass off at three in the morning, downtown DC. I know you were there. Oh like, man. Yeah. I did a lot of that and it froze my ass off a lot in New York. Oh, that's I'm, for oh, sure. I'm sure. I know a lot of sure. my, my job title was freezing my ass off in oh New York. My God. And so nobody <laughs> sees that. They just see your beautiful face on TV and they just think that your life is amazing at that point. But you're right. But I'm putting on makeup as we're driving over the Brooklyn Bridge in a live truck with like right. one light, like, right. and then you <laughs> yeah. get there and you're like, well, I guess we're not going to look cute today. You're not sure what I did there. But yeah, no, it was no, not cute, not cute all the time. But the wonderful thing is you get to be um, uh, you know, be an audience member to the world. Right. You get to right. see the world. You get to see a lot of people's yeah. lives. And that gives you perspective. Right. Like after I do stories about people who are ill or people who have had bad tragedies happen to them, like, how could I not be? So happy and grateful that my life is what it is. So you you were at USA 9 for six years. What gave you the confidence to leave there? Because, I mean, a lot of people, you're in a top 10 market, media market. Mm -hmm. You decide to leave on your own accord. So tell us why you, you decided to do that and go out on your own. Well, I always say that people connect with your mess, not your success. And so I t- always tell the tough parts of my life. I, I don't really have a filter. I'm okay and I'm an open book because I want people to know what they're going through bad stuff. Like I've been through it too. And yeah. so there was new management. The boss wanted to demote me. I'm not going to carry a camera five days a week for a place that doesn't really appreciate what I've brought to the table. And that's okay. I don't take any offense to it. The thing is, is that if I'm not being valued, well, I got other things to do. Right. Like life is so short. And I'll tell you, taking that leap has been amazing because then I hear from random people who I don't even know. I'm like, I love you, that. you follow me on Instagram? Like, you know me. I didn't even know you knew me. And they're like, Deborah, I just want to talk to you because I'm thinking of leaving too. Oh, And so wow. that they- gives you the, the confidence to know that you did the right thing, which I've never looked back. Yeah, I and now I know you're you're helping other people and we'll talk about that. And I always think too, it was like in just researching and having you on the show. It was to me like as you got closer to leaving, I felt like you were even more bold and transparent on 9 and I, I don't know, I don't feel like they always appreciated it. Like for example, they it was like this random clip of you talking about how at one point you even were thinking about taking your own life. Like Yeah. And I feel like they were like, "Okay, well, and now Deborah Alfaron here." And it was like, <laughs> "Yeah, she just like told this deep story and they're like, all right, so we'll be back with the weather. It was like, is anyone going to comment on the fact this woman yeah. like, bravely put out her story? And they were like, okay, and uh, we come back. Like, Sarah, that should have been a whole like, cover of What's interesting is that so on, on the heels of Anthony Bourdain and Kate Spade, who had really great um, impact in my life, like I knew Tony, Tony Bourdain, 
he took his life. That was really, uh, you know, Holy shit, was that like so crazy when you woke up and heard that? Yeah, I mean, that hit me like a ton of bricks. I couldn't believe it because I knew him and we looked up to him for so long. Yeah, he was a curmudgeonly and yeah, he was just sarcastic, but he was generous and he did amazing things for me. But, so after that, you know, I'm telling this story and I was assigned that story that night and I'm in the newsroom writing the story and I'm thinking to myself, I have a story, should I share it? This is the time that I need to do it. Like, yeah. if I'm going to do it, this is the right. time. Like, I'm not going to run around and tell this story. Like, this is, I want people to know from someone who tried it and survived that it does get better. And oh. this happened at 13. And, you know, I'm not, hey, I'm the happiest person you'll ever meet walking down the street with my dog, Murray, who's sitting here right now <laughs> underneath the, the podcast desk. Um, yeah, I'm thrilled. But it's because I've been through stuff. And so, you know, at that time at 13, which I'm a different person now. Um, oh, of course. You know, yeah. yeah. Like, I thought that was the answer. And I didn't know any better. Oh and so God. I wanted to share that. And you know what? You're right. No one gave a shit. Yeah, no, I know. It was like when I saw that clip, I'm like, is are the fucking microphones on? Like, they literally ran that story. Like, you were pouring your heart. It was just very awkward. Was yeah, very I bizarre. felt it was awkward, too. It was even more awkward after when people were like, yeah, good job. Or didn't say anything. Didn't know how to react. I mean, a couple people did did reach out to me. A couple people did say thank you. Uh, and viewers, I don't do it for the management, and I don't for do it viewers. for my coworkers. I mean, I do in a way because they are the audience. But I do it for the people, the one person sitting at home. And 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 you know what? Further to that, okay. I used to do this Facebook Live on the weekends, yeah. and people would tune in. You know, AJ. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. You were right there with me. Yes. And so once I decided not to do it, like, I don't know, I was busy, forgot, whatever. Yeah. A guy reaches out to me and says, I really missed you guys this weekend because it was like this camaraderie of like, right. of like these viewers. And he's like, I suffer from suicidal thoughts, and I feel very alone, and I don't have a lot of friends. And when I tune in and, and I'm part of the group, I feel like these are my friends. That's and so I realized amazing. that, right? Wow. And so you got to give. And I don't do it for people that don't appreciate. I do it for the people that do. As someone that knew Anthony Bourdain personally, what do you think had happened? Do you think that was a combination of just overworking, of masking pain? I mean, you, you know, and... I'm assuming you all were friends for years prior to that. I worked with him. It actually was my one of my first jobs in TV. Yeah, it was crazy. Wow. And I worked on a show that wasn't that was like the precursor to all of his shows. Right. It was awesome. Um, and my best friend worked with him too. Um, you know, I really can't say because I hadn't been in touch with him directly in a while, but we always looked up to him and we always knew he was curmudgeonly and like he'd be like, oh gosh, like because they would the producers would ask him to do something and he'd be like, oh boy, like. You know, he didn't want to make it a dog and pony show. And so, right. you know, he that, that was his, just his way of being. I really can't say. I really can't say. But he lived for his daughter. Like, he really, yeah. really lived for his daughter. And so. It was I so just, shocking. Yeah. I just don't know. I don't know. Right. I yeah. know. That one was really oh, tough. It was very really really, tough. Yeah. Because, it, you know, yeah, you just you don't know what's going on with someone. But outwardly, he just and Parts Unknown was such an incredible show. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, talk about mix. You know, that's what you strive to have, like a mix of a show that's not only gorgeous, but it's educational. It's funny. It's fun. It, it highlights who he is. I mean, it was just such a, a uh, you know, impactful show. So. Yeah, you can't. And when anyone finds out that you know him, you talk about that for the next half hour because they <laughs> oh, all want to yeah. know was he the way he was. He was one of the first people I had on a, a web show that I had in New York that really got me my job at Pix Eleven in New York. And he did it just for free and for and just to be nice. Wow. And so he changed my career and he changed my life. Fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Another label whisperer. Yeah, he really was. Rest in peace, Tony. We love you. You're a confidence coach now. So tell us what that means. 
So I help journalists. Maybe they have one or two years worth of, of you know experience, and they're working who knows where. They could be working in Paducah, Kentucky. I got clients all over the place, Fargo, North Dakota. Um, I help journalists to be really good on camera. And now I'm helping hosts. I have someone who I work with at BuzzFeed. I also have business owners, personal trainers, coaches. I help them to do videos because if you're not on video, well, where are you? Right. You have to have video. People want to get to know you. They want to know you. They can do, they can buy a house from anyone, but they want to know about that real estate broker and what makes them do what they do. So I'm taking all the stuff that I do and I'm kind of infusing it in this business, but I'm realizing it's not these like tips where, oh, stand like this and say it like this. It's get connected to how you save lives. Because you guys, Mm. I'll tell you, you guys save lives. You may not think that when you come in here to do this podcast, you save lives, but there's someone who you're lifting up. It's amazing. Like when you said that about, you know, your Facebook Live, I mean, when I'm feeling dead, because, you know, we're in a whole new it's the wild, wild west of media and entertainment. You know, all bets are off now. You know, the old gatekeepers of working for a Channel 9 or a Fox or whatever, and then they would elevate you to your own talk show. They don't exist anymore. Do it yourself. You don't create need that them. shit. Right. right. Create yourself. You're seeing these YouTube stars. You're seeing these Instagram stars. These people are, you know, so we're always in the business now of like what, you know, what works, you know, what, like finding that combination and doing it on our own and building this business. So, but I'll do the same thing. Well, I'll do something like small or just like not even think about it. And I'll get this like incredible message of someone that's like, you have no right. idea, but you like changed my life three years ago when you talked about your weight luster and you're like, oh my, it just hits you. Yeah. you Cause the things like a lot of times, yeah, we were afraid or we put it out and we think, did anyone care? And then, but there's someone listening that is like holding on to that. Oh, my God. Yeah. And here's the thing I get connected to is like when I help a business owner, like I have this amazing business owner who I help. uh, Body Positive Boot Camp is her business. Right. So she does um, workouts for members of the LGBTQ community. So if she helps someone to get their workout on who might not feel comfortable going into a gym, guess what? I helped her. So I helped that person. Really. I'm really connected to how we're all helping other people. Right. It's just amazing what I've been doing. And so I've got this website. It's under my name. And I've got these awesome guides that are free. So I've got one, how to GTFO out of your own way. Okay. Um, and then Ooh, I to, like that. Yeah. I need to get the fuck out of my own way Hell sometimes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I've well, got another one, uh, how to be big market even when you're not, because people want to emulate the success that I've had. So if you're in Paducah, Kentucky, or if you're in Jacksonville, Florida, or wherever you are and you want to do what I did, I can give you some tips. What's, by the way, what's one tip? People will be going to your website. Um, but with the GTFO, with get the fuck out of the way, what's your number one piece of advice? The way you feel about yourself is how you project. Don't think that you can lie. Don't think that you can feel like, oh, my gosh, look at her. She's better than me. And walk in and be great on camera. Uh Uh-uh. You got to be connected to how you rock. And if you don't think you rock, oh, call me. I'll let you know how you rock. Because you do (laughs) just by being you. (laughs) I wanted to shout out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say. One person, my best friend, Catherine, she says, speaking of people that we don't even know that we affect positively, she says that you run an amazing Facebook group for TV news women. Yeah. She says you're a boss, and I didn't even know that you ran that Facebook group. That's incredible. I forgot to tell you. (laughs) On top of everything else she does, she runs a Facebook group, um, and I just wanted to shout her out because she is one of your biggest fans from afar. So, Where is she? I think she's in the South. Right now she's in Kentucky. She's news, and so she went back to, um, to where she was, but I met her in Syracuse University, so... 
Hit me she's up, girl. Over. Hit me up. Oh, she she's a part of the group. She's going to hit you Yay. up. Yeah. Deborah, I was going to say, tell people where they can follow you. You know, we end every show with four things that are popping. So we, it's everything that's popping in pop culture. So we want you to weigh in. Yeah. Um, but where can people follow you on Instagram? Because you are so inspiring. I I love your story. And I love the juxtaposition of like, you know, you see you and you just look like this, like rich, like well put together, all this <laughs> I stuff. I love rich. This is a $5 shirt. <laughs> Man, am I good at this. I love that you're just like the story is opposite the picture, which is so true if we're all being real with ourselves. But it's very hard for people to be real and transparent. Yeah, you got to you. You create yourself. So if I can wear a five dollar shirt and make you think I'm rich, I'm doing okay. Yeah, doing great. (laughs) I love you, Sarah. Yes, I love you, too. So hit me up on Oh Instagram is my place where I put on Instagram stories and I do posts and all sorts of stuff where I let you know how awesome you are as you. And so it's Deborah Alfaron, D-E-B-R-A-A-L-F-A-R-O-N-E. And you can find me there on Twitter and Facebook and all sorts of stuff. But Insta's where I hang. Amazing. It's lucky that she has one of those names that nobody else has. So you can use it on all. Mwah. Yeah, she's Alfaron is unique. Yeah, it's you unique. Yeah. You can have you it can on Instagram, Twitter. Another one. There's no other outfit. There is, is, no. is there? Well, that's a, Everyone's I mean, Andrea Lopez. Why so to be AJ Everyone's a Frasier. That's true. It's you're like, fam, oh, God. Yeah. Anybody a Frasier? There's tons of Frasiers. There's so many Sarah <laughs> Frasiers. She's an artist. She's a designer. She's oh, everything. She, she's it's everything. It's so hard to get your, your URL. All right. Um, four things that are popping. Here's everything going on in pop culture news. Jordan Woods, um, of course, who allegedly hooked up with Tristan Thompson, Chloe Kardashian's baby daddy is going to do Red Table Talk with Jada Pinkett Smith. Now, I was initially very excited about this video because Jordan put this video up of her walking into Jada's Table Talk. However, I now hear reports, though, that she signed a non-disclosure agreement with the Kardashians, so you're not going to get the real scoop. We won't get Um, any dirt. You're not going to get the dirt. I'm really angry about this because I really wanted to get all the stuff. But they say it's going to be kind of a fluff piece. Like it will touch on it a little bit, but it's not going to go. It'll go deep in other ways, like about yeah. the Kardashians, but not about the Tristan Thompson thing. I'm just Jade is going to get to it. Come on. Jade ain't going to let her walk on that. Jade is going to get to the bottom. Yeah, go Jade to go. No, or it's for publicity. I don't know. I know. Do you think it's real? We see we're like so like the Kardashians in March there. It's like season whatever, 13. We're like, is it real? Yeah, maybe it's for the new season, right? I don't know that anything is real, but I don't know. I just can't look away. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's real or not, but damn, like the pictures they post. I, I'm sorry. I can't look away. I know. I love them. Whether too, it's obsessed. a train wreck or it's a, it's amazing. I don't know. I just love it. Yeah, I'm with you too. I'm I'm addicted. Murray watches it all the time. Oh, uh, how do you feel about this? Did you see Selma Blair, the actress on Good Morning America? Um, Selma Blair in some amazing movies and has just such an incredible career. Cruel Intentions is probably the one you remember her from and Legally Blonde. She sat down with Robin Roberts this week. MS has now made it even difficult for her to speak. Yeah, she's battling MS. uh, And she even broke down on the red carpet of the Oscars, just talking about how amazing it was to be there. She rocks now. She has to walk with a cane. She says that she reached out to Michael J. Fox, who he has Parkinson's disease, who gave her some advice. Um, Blair says that he got in touch with her and they began the conversation. He really helped her and he gives her hope. She also has a son. um, And when she has MS flare ups, they affect, you know, everything from her voice. Um, She says that for a long time she was medicating by drinking alcohol uh, to mask the pain until she could figure out exactly what was wrong with her. Um, She still looks incredible. She looks incredible. We have a little blurb if you want to play the video for her voice. Let's play here. When I saw this, I... Patent leather. It's a real pink diamond. I spent time with Selma at her home. Beautiful home. Just days before her big night out. How are you doing? I 
am doing very well. I am very happy to see you being able to just put, put out what being in the middle of an aggressive form of multiple sclerosis is like. So my Oh man, I talk just it's so brave, but man, it breaks your heart. And just like, thank you just talk about the grace of God, you know? I mean, what a unbelievable diagnosis for her. And for her to talk about it, it is right. so important because for every Selma Blair, there are other people, everybody, we, everybody knows somebody in, who's touched by this in their family. Right. Um, I just, I really thank her for doing right. that. It couldn't have been easy, right? No. but she's the person to do it. Oh, that was heartbreaking to watch the full interview. It's up at at goodmorningamerica.com. R. Kelly got some help with his bailout from a restaurateur in um, Chicago. A 47-year-old woman from uh, from suburban Chicago who's very wealthy, owns multiple restaurants, is the one who freed him from jail. According to the Chicago Tribune, the unidentified woman, actually she has been identified, I should say, uh, Daily Mail outed who she was, um, bailed him out of $100,000 and gave him other money. Uh, according to news outlets, to get him out of jail. She says that she doesn't believe that the impact of bailing him out will have any effect on her businesses because she says that that's what you do for friends. Okay. (laughs) Doesn't he have money? No, he's dead ass broke. I actually think he's broke. He's broke. He was worth up to $150 million. But think about over the years, all the lawyer fees, all the people he's paid to shut up and go away, all these women. He's had all these non-disclosure agreements, these uh, like, you know, Silence clause. He doesn't seem no like a good business move money. for her. For I know, right? For That's this woman that owns restaurants, I was going to say, and they even published. Um, okay, wait, hold her on. Good karma then. move for her. Let me right, let me yeah. start with that, and then go to business. And her 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 identity was revealed, but there's no picture of her. I think there's even a picture of her. Love to know who this woman is. Um, and they named some of her restaurants. Oh, good. Okay, so yeah. I would like to go to their Facebook pages and see what the comments are. Valencia yeah. Love is 47 years old. She also owns a daycare. She owns a number of restaurants in the Chicago area, including Love in the Blue, as well as a, as well as a child daycare facility, the Lord and Child Christian Daycare. Oh, boy. Yeah. I don't even know what to say about that. I thought we were, like, against R. Kelly. I thought everybody as a community was against R. Kelly. Well, I think everyone is, but obviously she's okay except with for her. One. Except for her. The one person that would offer him bail. She wrote on her Ooh. Yelp page after getting inundated on Love on the Blue, I just help out a friend. If he's guilty, let him pay through the courts. Uh, he was released on Monday night, 5 p.m., thanks to her help, and then went to McDonald's for dinner. But what you do matters. And so, yeah, if he is guilty, I mean, he's not been proven guilty. We understand that. You know, we worked in news. We know if you're not proven guilty, we can't say you're guilty. But it doesn't look good. It does not look good. I also... Oh, oh he's like, the- there's no way. He's going down now. It's like Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey might as well put himself in jail right now. Now, Harvey Weinstein as well, Bill Cosby, Louis R. C. Kelly. Well, no, wait, that's different. I don't know, but, Louis, still, but he's a little different. He's on the same path, though. He, with the comments, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put him on the same. He's not going to jail, okay. right? Sorry, right. Louis C.K. I take that back, but, <laughs> but I don't like him anymore. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I think you're not alone. <laughs> I, yeah, I think people are. Are we ignoring the fact that R. Kelly was in jail in the first place he goes to is McDonald's for a Big Mac? <laughs> Why did well, he doesn't have you? a lot of extra money? Yeah, apparently, he's got a, he's, he's on got the dollar menu. menu. The poor guy. I mean, after all those hits, remix to Ignition, Bump and Grind, I mean, you don't have a dollar left. I mean, that was a lot of work. All he's hungry for is a Big Mac. Well, wait a minute. And she bailed fries. him out. Why didn't he go to her restaurant? That's what I'm saying. Oh, hey, that would be even worse publicity. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? He goes First to Love in the Blue. Goes. She's already got enough issues. Yikes. <laughs> poor thing. Poor Whoa. thing. Uh, last story. Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper's steamy Oscar performance ended up getting a reaction from the actor's ex-wife, Jennifer Esposito. <laughs> 
Uh, what do we think, by the way? She says, so Jennifer Esposito married Bradley Cooper for four months. She says, despite a slew of red flags, she ended up getting married to him. Esposito says that Cooper has an enormous ego. It's all about Cooper. He's bizarre, moody, and can lash out uh, with anger. I actually loved hearing her accounts of Bradley because it made me feel better. Yeah, from because, an outside. Right, because I thought he was like all that in a bag all of chips. That, exactly. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> we think he's beautiful, amazing, talented. Lady Gaga looks at him like she wants to just like have all of his babies. And then we find out that he's actually an asshole. <laughs> Comedian David Spade Love that. Love that. posted a screenshot <laughs> of the pair's shallow performance at the Oscars on Instagram with the caption, Is there any chance these two aren't fucking? <laughs> Esposito wrote, Ha! She was married to Cooper for four months between 2006 and 2007. Also, who is she to talk? They were married for four months. Well, but she was, I guess, dating him before. Very hey, true. I didn't, I didn't marry him for four months, and uh, you know, I, and I'm still weighing in on it. But. <laughs> Sarah and I always have opinions about everything, and we have no grounds. Okay, but what about this arena shake true. thing? Like, what's going on that she sits there in between them and just is smiling? I, smiling it's, the whole it's time. Weird. It feels weird. She gave Gaga a big hug, acted like nothing was happening. She wasn't jealous at all. Why didn't she say something? Because I, I, I would actually love to see believe- her response. I really believe that I think Gaga is into him. I think Gaga really is holding out hope, but I actually don't think he's into Gaga. Wow. I really don't. I think he's using and abusing Gaga for all the great publicity. He's apparently a master manipulator. And I think he's <laughs> okay. into Irina. I really do. So he's all lining up. I mean, like, how could you not be into Irina? Irina's pretty hot, I do have to say. Pretty hot? Who? Yeah. <laughs> and but, I but she doesn't speak. Does she speak? No. She's just a mute sex yeah. doll. Gorgeous, beautiful. (laughs) She's there for the gorgeous looks. And I think that's why he's with her. Because he's not going to be with Lady Gaga. He's not going to be with all her little monsters who like her. Mm, He's got a huge fucking ego. He doesn't want to be with Gaga. She's also one of the most talented human beings on the planet currently. You think he's going to compete with that? No, No way. We've never heard Irina say three words. Of course he loves that. I think what we're seeing right there is what's happening. Like, I think that there is something going on between them. And they're just not going to be public about it. I think there's something has happened. I think they've had a moment or two and, you know, he's going to be with Arena and she's just going to be doing what she's doing. Having her own little life. Mm. Yeah. All right. We'll have to see how it plays out. <laughs> um, Deborah Alfaron is our special guest today. We love her. Follow her on social media. Uh, we didn't even get to talk about it, but this Sunday night, <laughs> crashing HBO. It's Pete Holmes show. It's my acting debut. Yes. So I play HBO. radio DJ Cindy. Pete Holmes comes on our radio show uh, with comedian Jessica Kirsten. I would love for you to tune in. It's going to be an amazing moment. I mean, I don't know. I'm always like, everyone's like, why aren't you blowing this up? Why aren't you like promoting the shit out of this? Because I don't know if I'm going to be on two minutes or 30 seconds. Well, plus it airs at 10 p.m. and Sarah goes to bed and at I'll be 8. Dead so asleep. She'll be I've dead better, asleep I've by that time. Better hit the reruns. Anyway. Other people will be up and they should be watching, damn it. Watch it. <laughs> Marie, <laughs> you're amazing. You're an inspiring confidence dog. We love you. You're amazing. Don't. What do I do with my Yes, boss? don't bark all at once. <laughs> Deborah, you're fabulous. Oh, oh I love you. Can I come back every day with Marie? Please, come back. Woo-hoo. We want you to drink more and talk yeah. more trash about Channel 9. Come on. We, we need, need all the dirt. We need yes. like a confidence segment, I was right? Just, I was just being honest. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't trash. That was honesty. Right, that but then honesty. we wanted to get trashy. I know. <laughs> I didn't go there, but Bye, after everybody. the show. Bye, Caspar, rock the Caspar.